Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And this week, we're going to be talking about cat insecurities. Before we dive into that, let me welcome my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hi, my beautiful love. And hello to all of you out there in the great big cat world. Wow, insecurities. I mean, geez, that can go a lot of different directions. But before we get into that, what's our bonding tip of the week? Oh, yes. Bonding tip of the week. Our Vitacraft-sponsored bonding tip of the week is storing canned food leftovers properly. So what does storing the leftovers have to do with bonding? (laughs) (laughs) You know, a lot of people ask me that about my bonding tips it's not all about the cuddles you know people think (laughs) i'm gonna bond with my cat which means he's gonna come cuddle with me that's what i'm thinking it's not always about that it's about you know cats actually seek out affection from us more if they are more comfortable in their environment and environmental comfort, boy, it, it encompasses a lot of things. Thank God, because I got to do a bonding tip every week. <laughs> and, so, and so when you are feeding canned food and you give a cat a portion out of the can, it's real important not to store the remainder of the can, the leftovers, in the can. And everybody goes, well, why not? Isn't that what they make those little rubber caps for? Yeah. No, they don't. I mean, yes, they do, but that's not what you should do. And the reason is because when air touches the can, the inside of that can, it emits a bitter flavor into the cat food. And oftentimes, cats will not eat those leftovers, the second or third courses out of a can. And when, you know, they're perfectly aware that we're providing the food, so when you put that food down and it smells or tastes weird... Then they're going, wait a minute, what are you trying to pull on me? This doesn't (laughs) taste right. This is weird. Is this poison? Are you trying to poison me? Is that it? So (laughs) if you store it instead in a plastic container or even a glass container, I use those little four-ounce mason jars often and put the leftovers of a can in there, then the same thing won't happen. Those leftovers will taste just fine. So it may not. You may not think that that has a lot to do with bonding, but if you don't do it and the cat goes, hmm, starts looking at you weird, like, hmm, what are you up to? Are you trying to poison me? That's not going to encourage additional cuddling or bonding. So store those leftovers appropriately. You know, I have to ask, how do they really know what the cat is tasting or not tasting and what it tastes like and what it doesn't taste like. I mean, I get the fact they don't want to eat something, but well, no, a cat that knows. doesn't make any sense. Mostly I mean... for a cat, it's about <laughs> consistency. You know, if a cat, if things are the same every day, 
then the cat thinks, okay, it's okay, because it was like that yesterday. And then today, now it doesn't taste quite right. It doesn't taste like the canned food you fed me yesterday. What are you up to? You know, and and they don't like bitter. Cats can taste bitter, and bitter is bad. So, is store that what they do with mice? With that one mice. tastes bitter. I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Store your mice leftovers in plastic. Let me <laughs> not dip this can. mouse. I'll do a, a mouse dipping sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So you want to talk about cat insecurity today, right? So uh, cats really feel insecure. Well, yeah, sure they do. I mean, of all the human emotions that get anthropomorphized onto cats, insecurity is probably one of the most accurate ones, you know, because it means not feeling confident or assured, you know, maybe they're uncertain about something or they feel threatened or anxious. All those things fall under insecurity. And I think, you know, I think all beings feel insecure at one time or another. And, you know, when they are in our care, it's our responsibility to make sure they don't feel that. So do you mean really that they just feel safe or unsafe? Is that kind of where we're, what we're talking about? I mean, I can't imagine insecurity. Yeah. You know, sometimes it can, it can mean that they don't feel safe. Sometimes it means, you know, things are a bit unpredictable in the environment, like the leftovers, all of a sudden the leftovers are tasting like you're trying to poison me. You know, <laughs> so, or it can mean they feel fear, you know, fear of something. It could be fear of a, you know, maybe a predator, maybe, you know, a, they think a person's going to harm them or a dog or something they see outside. Or it could be fear of, of territory invasion of another cat. So I'm assuming these cats that feel insecure, quote unquote, are shy and hiding all the time is is that how we'd tell if our cat is really feeling insecure i mean that kind of sounds like it but is it yeah sometimes yeah hiding hiding is a is a good indicator of insecurity but you know a lot more frequently actually you'll start to see behavior issues appear what kind of behavior issues are you referring to well aggression is Ooh, one yeah. of the most common ones you oh, know the yeah. cat feels like it's not in control and it responds by overcompensating with aggression and you know trying to be the biggest meanest scariest thing in the house because because it's feeling fear i'd think of any aggressive cat who is hissing or scratching me all the time to mean and uh, to be mean and aggressive, not insecure, though. I would think that's just sort of a different behavior, right? Well, no. Think back to, like, maybe when you were a teenager or early 20s, you know, when all that testosterone was raging in your system. Guys feel very insecure at that stage in their life, you know, and they, and they posture, they pick fights, and they bully and stuff to overcompensate for feeling less than the other people oh yeah i can remember being a teenager and all that happening you know just everybody wanting to fight fight each other don't look at my girl or that's somebody i was wanting to date and 
-hmm. yeah now, now you're saying that cats are somewhat similar in that regard and showing some sort of insecurity in that way is that sort of the track i'm going down yeah 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 anytime they feel like someone's gonna steal their stuff or take their stuff or invade their stuff yeah yeah absolutely so <clears throat> let me see if i can get this straight so a cat who's hiding and a cat who is aggressive both might be feeling insecure. So when uh -huh. you're doing a consultation, how do you make the determination of what the family is dealing with? Well, yes, oftentimes it's the same. The, the cat who's hiding and the cat who's biting and, and being aggressive may be feeling the same thing. And it may even be the source of the same, you know, same source of insecurity um, that they're both both finding and it's it's hard but it, it is important to try to find that that trigger or the source of the fear or insecurity and then try to manage what that is and either eliminate it or help the cat to fear secure with it or those kinds of things so are there other behavior issues that arise from cat insecurity yeah definitely aggression sadly isn't the only thing they they can start peeing Outside the litter box, that's that's a huge one. So do they get far away from the litter box and then feel fear and pee themselves? <laughs> I can't imagine that, but okay, let's go down that way. <laughs> no, this is more this is more about marking. Like this is more about feeling insecure about their territory. Oh, like another okay. cat's gonna invade the territory. And I so see. they they use urine and sometimes feces, but much more commonly urine to mark the territory to say, this territory is mine, not yours, it's mine. And when the territory smells like them, then they feel more secure. And you'll often see that when it's what we call perimeter marking. So if they're peeing around the perimeter of the home, under doors and windows and things like that, places where they can see other cats outside. Oh, so they feel insecure from potential territory raid from other cats. Like, yeah, the village is coming after them. It's, yes, yes. If they see another cat or cats outside crossing the yard, going from, you know, one eating breakfast at Mary's down the street to having lunch with Tom on the other street and it happens to cross your yard. Absolutely happens all the time. And it and it might not be the cat outdoors but it might be a cat that they share the home with and you know they might not even being aggressive to one another in the home if you're having a cat i you know i can remember let me just share this from a previous consultation it might make more sense there were two cats and one cat the female cat was peeing in the master closet and the family was beside themselves. And so and I went over there and I asked, well, how did the cats get along? So the cats get along great. They're fine. They never fight. And I don't see anything. So we're sitting there chit-chatting. And the male cat is laying across the room. This was after I took a tour of where all the cat things were in the house. And the female cat has to go past him because he's stretched out full across the room. And she walks in. She sees him. Her tail's low. Her rear end's low. Her head's low. She makes eye contact. Her tail starts to flick. And then she cuts a really wide, wide, wide berth around this cat to get past him. Because he was blocking 
the food, the water, and the litter boxes. And so that gesture alone tells me that she's feeling insecure about this cat. I don't, I won't walk straight up to him. My tail's not up. I'm not happy to see him. I'm scared that when I walk next to him, he's going to jump out and get me. And it's so subtle that the family didn't really notice it or see what was going on. But it's little tiny indicators like that that can tell me that, yeah, these cats are not feeling 100% comfortable with one another in their environment. So what if the cat is meowing all the time? Is that linked to feelings of insecurity also? Yeah, it could be. You know, it's not, not where... I would necessarily go first in my thoughts of diagnosis. Um, I think it would more likely indicate that there's some pain or discomfort. And especially if this is sudden. I mean, if your cat's been meowing the same way his whole life, it's probably not this. But if your cat's normally quiet and it suddenly starts to meow, that's that's usually more like maybe a medical issue or some sort of underlying discomfort or something. Or maybe it's not the quite right nutrition for the cat. Oftentimes I, I see cats get really, really vocal when they're just not feeling satiated with their food. Their food isn't filling them up in the right way. You know, not that they're not getting enough food, but they're just not getting the right food. It's not the right amount of protein, water, that kind of thing. It can also mean that cats are going deaf. You know, a lot of times really? senior cats, deaf, they walk around and start meowing real loudly oh, wow. or or bored. You yeah. know, cats, cats will meow for attention. Pico does that. He comes and he sits and he stares and he's like, meow, meow, meow. And he starts meowing at me while I'm at my desk trying to work. And he's telling me. I'm bored, or sometimes it's, I'm hungry, I'm having those late morning hunger pangs, and I'm hangry, don't you want to get up and give me a treat, or don't you want to treat toss, or don't you want to pray play, or don't you want to pay attention to me and not that computer? Oftentimes, too, it can be, you know, it can be separation anxiety. A lot of cats meow, 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 meow. And if you lock them out of your room at night because they're so vocal, then that's adding to those feelings of insecurity because now you've got separation anxiety layered over feelings of insecurity. So that's not a not a great answer to that. You know, you can you can watch their body language to get a good clue of what's going on. If they're kind of in a loaf position and their tail is tightly wrapped around their legs, you know, they, they might be having pain. Usually they kind of crouch down, they'll wince, that sort of thing. If they're in your face, meow, 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 meow. They're, you know, they're trying to tell you something. Either I'm hungry or feed me the right food, please. Or I want you to get up and pay attention to me because I need all the attention. You know, and when that happens, just try upping the prey play and or treat toss or food puzzles, that kind of thing. Or you might try increasing the meals. You know, cats in the wild will eat 10 to 20 small meals a day. So people who are feeding their cats only twice a day may be experiencing excessive vocalization, not because the cat's feeling anxiety. Well, let me think about that, actually. They could be feeling anxiety because they don't know where their next meal's coming from because they're used to eating small meals more frequently. Mm. 
So maybe we could link that to anxiety. We can't just ask the cat, what are you feeling? <laughs> it doesn't work that way, but um, but it could be that you need to feed them more frequently. Sometimes more multiple meals a day helps solve that too. I'm just going to ask him, are you hangry? Is this a hangry yell? Hangry. Are you a hangry kitten? Are you a hangry cat? How do you handle a hangry cat? <laughs> you feed it. Remember that we're we're dating ourselves with these jingles. Mm-hmm. These. <laughs> I know. So can you read a cat's body language? I mean, to tell if it's really insecure or something else. I mean, that's kind of hard to do, I would think. No, you can. Just like the example I gave you where the cat, one cat was laying across the room and the other cat's trying to get to the food or the litter boxes. If the tail is straight up, that tail is always the best indicator of confidence level in cats. It's, it's, there are many others, of course, tail, head, that kind of thing. But if the tail is straight up, then the cat's confident. It's not feeling insecure. If it's down, if it's lowered parallel to the floor or lower than parallel to the floor, could be feelings of insecurity going on. Also look at the backbone. Confident cat's backbone is usually flat and it might even curve up a little bit when it reaches the tail. And when it's not, that not only is the tail down, but right about the hips, that backbone will start to curve lower down. So you know, think about when we watch Pico at the back door. Sometimes when he's watching for something and he's not sure, did I see a coyote up there? Did I see another cat up there? He'll be walking up and his tail's low to the floor and his back end is slightly curved down and his head isn't really perky and upright like it normally is. It's kind of a little lower. So yeah, you can you can tell by body language. Absolutely. So what about the eyes? I mean, you're always looking at the cat eyes. Do they communicate insecurity to you? I'm trying to pinpoint ways our listeners can tell if their cat is feeling insecure or not. I mean, like I would try to do. Yeah. Um, Dilated pupils can absolutely indicate fear or insecurity. And that's when like the black part. So cat's eyes, you know, like if you look at our eyes, our pupils are round. Well, a cat pupils go from slits little tiny vertical black slits to being huge black saucers when they're fully dilated so sometimes when those pupils are very big and round and you can't hardly see any of the color of your cat's eyes all you can see is black that's a real sign that that something's going on you know they they their eyes become dilated so that they can take in more visually from their environment. You know, their eyes will open real wide and they'll get dilated, you know, whereas, and and that's more of a sign of insecurity because when a cat's really ready to fight, its eyes are going to be more narrow. But you also got to remember that lighting, you know, affects the size of the pupils. If it's really dark, then a cat's pupils are going to be big, just like ours, so that they can see more. And when it's really bright out, they're going to be narrow to block out some of that light. But it can. Yeah, definitely. Eyes can be communicating insecurity. That's great. Great information. So what should we do to help our cats feel more secure? Well, if we have a multi-cat home, the biggest thing you can do is multiply resources so that guarding can't happen. You know, we always say have 
one more litter box than number of cats. So if you have three cats, you need four litter boxes. But don't stack them all up in the laundry room, you know, two feet apart. That's not what that means. I mean, it is about increasing square footage of, of litter, but it's also more importantly about increasing the places they can go. So they need to be spread all throughout the house so that not one cat can guard access to all the litter boxes. Same thing with food. Feed them in separate rooms out of sight to one another. Make sure that there are multiple tall cat trees and multiple beds sitting in front of sunny windows so that nobody has to fight over places, favorite places, and lots of vertical surfaces to climb on. And if you're going to make those cool climbing walls and beds and you have multiple cats, make sure that there's two exit points so that nobody gets trapped up there. You don't ever want to give your cats a reason to feel insecure about the other cats. And you might say, well, my cats get along just great. I don't see any insecurity in that. And that's because, yeah, they can. They can do that. But oftentimes cats, you know, they're, let me put it this way, their DNA is wired to be a solitary species. So anytime a solitary species is living with another of its kind, then there's going to be moments of insecurity and, and unsure. So make sure that you have multiple resources. Um, and, and if they're not feeling secure due to cats they're seeing outside, then you've got to block the view of those cats and deter those cats from crossing your yard. There's many humane deterrents to keep those cats from, from being at your windows where they can see. And if they're feeling insecure about you, then you need to become more predictable. One of the biggest things that make cats feel secure is routine. Everything happens on routine. And when everything happens and it happens when it's supposed to and the food comes and it always tastes the same and it comes at the same time and everything is predictable, then that cat's going to feel more secure. If you like, you know, if you and I all of a sudden get in a fight because we don't normally fight, then that's going to make Pico feel very insecure. And then, you know, positive reinforcement. Anytime you can make a cat feel more comfortable about where it is by giving it lots of treats when it's loving on you or when it's clearly feeling confident and things like that, that's going to make it feel more confident, more, more bonded to you. So do you think some cats are just insecure by nature or does something happen traumatic that you think happens to make them feel that way? Well, yes, it could be either. You know, it could be that the cat wasn't raised around certain things during its sensitive development period when it was a kitten, which is like three to seven weeks. So it's a narrow window. So if a cat's never around other adult cats, let's say it's raised as a solo kitten that was found or something, then when it sees other cats, it's going to be really scared. Or it's only raised by women. And when it sees a guy is going to be scared or it's never seen people with hats on or things like that. So if the cat has led a sheltered kittenhood, then it's going to have insecurities about things when it's an adult. 
there can also be trauma. Anytime cats go through trauma, that could be going into a shelter or moving a lot. Um, any kind of inconsistency in the environment, seeing cats outside or bully cats that are indoors, any, any of those things, you know, cause a cat to, to feel insecure that, you know, may or may not be related to their nature. I mean, it's their nature to be solitary. So other cats obviously can create some feelings of insecurity. Are there other signs of insecurity that we haven't really discussed yet? Yeah, um, yeah, like excessive grooming. If your cat's all of a sudden grooming what we call hot spots, so it licks itself so much that it's a little bald spot, any kind of excessive grooming could indicate a sign of insecurity. Um, sudden dependency on you. You know, if your cat is normally kind of independent and doesn't really not real clingy and all of a sudden it becomes super clingy that can mean something might have happened to trigger feelings of insecurity or just the opposite if it's normally a very clingy cat and now it's hiding all the time that can also be a sign of insecurity well does most of the cats insecurity happen when you leave the home or is that just in the home also well, when you're there. definitely separation anxiety is a very real thing for cats. You know, we think about that being a dog thing, but it it absolutely can happen in cats, too. But it can also just mean that there aren't enough resources in the home. So it doesn't have anything to do with you coming and going. It has to do with you not providing enough resources. And I guess that sounds like it has to do with you, right? Yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and it, and is I mean, it you yeah, or is it me? <laughs> who could it be? <laughs> because it's true. Cats are, you know, we're, they're ours. They're our pets. They're our little charges. And so it is our responsibility to make sure that they're cared for properly, which includes them feeling secure and safe and comfortable in our environment. So are there other things that we can do to help our cat feel more confident? Take it to a therapist or something? Or call, <laughs> call Molly or something? <laughs> yeah, you can. You know, one of the things that I love doing is I get calls every now and then for people that say, I want to I want to hire you to do a consultation, but I, I'm not having anything going on with my cat right now. I just want to make sure nothing ever goes on with my cat. I want you to come out and do a, you know, come out or virtually, we can do this virtually as well, and an environment assessment and see how the cat's doing and see if there are things that I can do to make the environment more comfortable for the cat. But yeah, there's all kinds of things you can do, like providing vertical space. That's a huge thing. And just like I said in our bonding tip, I think it was last week or week before, that making that vertical space a safe zone where the cat doesn't, you know, no one pets the cat or touches the cat when it's on that cat tree. That creates safe space. Any kind of boxes or tunnels, any hiding places, if you have a cat that feels more comfortable hiding, provide hiding places. Don't think that you're going to make that cat confident by forcing it to deal with its fear and taking away all the hiding places. It doesn't work that way go ahead and give it places to hide so that it feels more comfortable. And, you know, absolutely, if you're bringing a new cat into the home, 
you need to do that introduction process very slowly and very carefully by creating that, you know, a, a sanctuary room, you know, where it can be king of a small zone first and then expand that territory slowly as it becomes more comfortable, whether you're bringing home a cat to a home that has cats or whether it's going to be the only cat in a home. It's a good idea to start out small. Make sure that, you know, you've always got rhythm and routine surrounding what happens with the cat and feeding, playing, that kind of thing. Make sure your litter boxes are uncovered. That's a huge thing about insecurity because, you know, it's not natural for them to go pee or poop, you know, in a cave where they can't see what's coming. They go in that covered litter box and they're like, oh, crap, I can't see, can't see any coyotes or hawks from here. And I can't see this other cat that always bullies me. Is he going to be out there ambushing me? So uncovered litter boxes is a huge thing. And of course, like I said, you know, one more litter box than numbers of cats so that, you know, you can, you can mitigate that bullying and one more everything of all the resources, toys, places to sleep, that kind of thing. And you don't ever want to corner your cat or demand that your cat do anything. Let your cat come towards you. You know, and like I said, always, always provide positive reinforcement for confident gestures. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm moving towards you. My tail is straight up. That's good. Here, here's a treat. That was good. That was showing good confidence, son. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> wow. Well, this is another really good episode, Molly, and a lot of good research and a lot of good information for those out there. I know learning uh, that your cat is insecure is probably top of a lot of people's list because you kind of got to know, you know, what the difference is in some of this. And insecurity is probably a top of the list for them to look out for. And what to do is 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 good for you is, is the information you gave. So if you if any of you listening out there have any questions you'd like to have answered about your cats or topics you want to hear about. Just email them to molly at cattalkradio.com. And I also want to invite you to help support the work that, that we do. You know, we provide this podcast and, and other resources for free for you. And I work many behavior cases for free for low-income cat parents. In fact, Vitacraft is sponsoring one low-income cat behavior case a month. So if you know somebody that's having cat behavior issues, but they can't really afford to, to hire somebody, well, send them my way because Vitacraft um, is willing to, to help support that for you. You know, we, we do just about anything to keep cats out of shelters. And if you feel that same way, you know, consider sending us a, a gratuity donation, just a thank you for providing the podcast or that kind of thing. And it's really easy you can just go to the store on our website at catbehaviorsolutions.org and scroll down past the products. And then there's various donation bottom amounts at the bottom that you can just click on and put in your cart and check out with your credit card. Oh, wait, wait. And go ahead while you're there. Keep on shopping because there's lots of room in the cart. I think it's probably the biggest cart around. Just go <laughs> ahead and put more stuff in it. And some of that stuff you might look at is some of the treats that they that are there for positive reinforcement. While you're in that store, grab some of those. Put them in your cart. 
We're just starting to carry the Vitacraft treats in the store. And Vitacraft is a company that's been around for a hundred years, and they do cat treats like no one else. You got to try them because they really are a connection for you and your cat mm -hmm. at many different levels. So no better way you... to give positive reinforcement than lick and lap and those things. Yeah. Yeah, those treats are amazing, and I've watched Molly use them, and the cats love them. I'm telling you, you got to try them. So while you're in the store, pick some of those VitaCraft treats up, lick and lap and some of those other things that are out there and go out and check out VitaCraft too. They got some other things that you may want to do and you may want to purchase and, and use with your cat. And I think they're the best really. Of all of those proceeds from the store, support the nonprofit work we do. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram also. This is all volunteer-based podcast. Believe you me, it's volunteer. volunteer. Yeah, he's always asking for a raise, and I'm like, I need a raise. Double your salary. Said, okay. Double and nothing is still nothing. Volunteer more, she says. That's your raise. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, it's all to help take care of you and your cat, and to increase the bond between the two of you. So we're going to keep doing this as long as. Shelter, Shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is, is the number, the number one, one cause, cause of death, of death in, in cats. cats. Until next time, everybody, thanks for tuning in today and keep calm and purr on. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat, toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 